It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-2. Take a 2-1 series lead. Game 4, Saturday. What a game. What a fun, entertaining, and wild game that was. And to help us break it down, we go back to Minnesota, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan... I'm not really sure what to make or how to like really dissect this one, but I just keep going back to Pete DeBoer's challenge of the second Joel Erickson at goal and how that really seemed to at least give the Golden Knights hope after the first period. No doubt about it. And, you know, Gary was channeling Charles Dickens earlier, the best of times, worst of times. <laughs> and along the lines of that quote, I, I don't know if I could recall it entirely off the top of my head, but it's, it was the age of wisdom. And the wisdom of Pete DeBoer, I think, factors in there, but in so many different ways. And listen, Pete is reticent to reveal very much about what he's doing or saying or in terms of the lineup and a lot of stuff. So I I respect all the decisions that he makes, and that, of course, is his decision to tell us or not tell us all this stuff. Um, the, the, the frustration, though, is... I'd love to give him credit for all the little things that he's doing that, that we quite don't know about. And, and we see the fruits of it, and that is one that is quite obvious. There's a challenge, and it was close. And you know if you challenge and fail that it's not only a 3 nothing Minnesota lead, the Vegas is then shorthanded. And I don't want to say the game is over, but the game's pretty much over. If you're down 3 nothing at that stage, it was about 12 minutes into the first period, you know, that... I don't know if it's guts, if it's instinct, or if it perhaps is the age of wisdom. And Pete DeBoer also choosing the right pieces to go into the lineup. How many folks, when you saw Cody Glass called up from the Henderson Silver Knights, figured that Cody would go into the lineup today with Nosek unavailable? Yeah, nope. a lot. Patrick Brown, right? <laughs> you know, Brown goes in, <laughs> scores a goal. Uh, really impressive. And then just a lot of little things from Patrick Brown. Plus Nick Holden hasn't played since early April. Uh, you know, Nick Haig has been fine. You know, did he do anything glaring that warranted him coming out? No. But somehow, Pete had to push the right button. So it's that challenge. But there's a lot more to that Pete DeBoer wisdom, Ryan. And I think that perhaps is the uh, the most obvious uh, and uh, Im- impactful uh, fruit of that wisdom. But I-, I think you're right on. That really did uh, mark a post in this game. You know, and then you needed a spark, right? And you get it from your captain in the second period, Mark Stone scoring. And then you mentioned you you got Nick Holden, a couple of assists. You've got Riley Smith uh, finding a way to to get a puck past Cam Talbot. I mean, a lot to really take away through the the final 40 minutes in this game for the Golden Knights. Well, to get some rebound chances. I mean, Holden's placement of the puck, talk about... Wisdom, right? The, the Wiley veteran, Nick Holden, he's got 500 NHL games, plus now another 41 in the playoffs. It's not just putting the puck towards the net. It's doing it with a purpose, sort of seeing the potential after effects of, okay, I'm going to put the puck here, and it's going to go there, and maybe my guy will get to it. It at least is going to cause some chaos around the net. And Holden twice did exactly that with the puck. He wasn't trying to shoot, and it got knocked down, and somebody put it in accidentally. Both times, he placed the puck where it wasn't going to go in, but it might cause some confusion, and it led to Vegas goal. So you chalk up some wisdom for Nick Holden, too. 
Yeah, and then the last thing here, right? It's just uh, one of those things where you get a regulation win in a building you haven't won before in regulation. That's just got to bring so much confidence into game number four. And we felt that um, through comments and body language to get that victory at home. You, you saw it after the, the three to one w win on Tuesday, that confidence coming back. Jonathan Marcheseau ties the game up 18 seconds after Minnesota took a one nothing lead. That pressure was relieved and the confidence begins to build from there. And you saw it again today when Mark Stone scores the goal. The next shift was probably the best shift the Knights had had to that point. They draw a penalty, go on the power play. Shortly after that, you go through the scoring, Brown, Smith, et cetera, et cetera. And it seemed to me that um, once they got a hint of confidence, it snowballed. The momentum was grabbed and never relinquished. All right, Dan, as always, thanks for joining me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. And we will talk to you on Saturday. Thanks, Ryan. I'm going to go pick up some Dickens at my favorite bookstore here in St. Paul, Subtext Books. That's what I'm going to do on the off day tomorrow. Fantastic. Pick me up <laughs> something too, Dan. Come on. Okay, sounds good. All right. I'll that, look into that. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, after a big win for the Vegas Golden Knights, 5-2 to two over the Minnesota Wild, 2-1 to one series lead for Vegas. We're more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The AAA Insurance postgame show, 5-2 to two, the final. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild, win their first ever game in regulation at the XL Energy Center in Minnesota. It's a big one for the Golden Knights. It really is. It's a 2-1 series lead for Vegas. Looking ahead to Game 4 on Saturday, 5 p.m. start time. Uh, the post-game injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. Max Pacioretty uh, continues to be day-to-day. -day. It was a game-time decision, did not play tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Tomasz Nosek did not play again tonight for the Golden Knights. And, you know, you, you got contributions from the guys you insert into the lineup. You got Patrick Brown, who picks up a big goal for the Golden Knights in this game. And Nick Holden, with a pair of assists in the second period, really just kind of making those those right plays, those little plays that you need to make to win in the playoffs. And, you know, I thought Dan made a great point in terms of where Nick Holden placed his shots, the ones that led to goals for the Golden Knights. And it, it wasn't so much shooting to score. It wasn't so much looking for that perfect play it was more just about putting the puck in an area where you know it's going to create some havoc for Cam Talbot. And we've been talking about that all series long. For the Golden Knights to just go to the net, get pucks there, and create some havoc. And, you know, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't know what the defined turning point of this game is. Like, I can hazard to guess. I think the, the challenge by Pete DeBoer, the successful challenge from Pete DeBoer is certainly where it starts. But it's it's Mark Stone in the second period picking up a goal, finding a way to put his team on his back. That's one of those other turning points for 
me. Speaking of Mark Stone, Mark Stone and Marc-Andre Fleury are at the podium. Let's go to them right now after tonight's win. Tonight, but it didn't seem to matter. So I guess what can you say about the rest of the game and the ability to bounce back from that first period? It definitely wasn't a good start. Um, I know it's uh, a long day of travel yesterday. Um, you know, came in and a long day today. We just weren't prepared. Um, but um, it's better to be down 2 nothing after 20 than after 58 minutes. So um, we got a fortunate um, challenge that was offside. Um, and then 10 minutes into, or, you know, five, five, 10 minutes into the uh, second period, we got a couple big saves to keep us at two. Um, and then we kind of took over the game. Uh, I thought we played really well, got our four check going, transitioned the puck well. And that's what led to our offense. Next, we'll go to Ed Graney with the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, Mark, as a captain, I don't think you'll say exactly what you said, but between after that first period, is that kind of the role, the significance of your role in that moment when things aren't going well and you have to kind of be the voice to get people back to go as you did in the second? Um, I honest you, I wasn't much of the voice. Um, we got a lot of guys in that room that uh, knew we needed to be better. Um, sometimes guys get sick of hearing from me, I think. So <laughs> it was uh, – uh, we had a lot of guys step up in between that period. Um, we knew we had to be better. Um, you know, I kind of got a little smack uh, from Pete getting us going. Um, like I said, when you're down 2 nothing after the first, um, you have 40 minutes to uh, uh, to keep plugging away. And um, I think the main thing that we, we got going was our forecheck. Once we got our forecheck going, uh, created some turnovers, and got some pucks uh, in on Talbot. Uh, made us a lot, uh, a lot better team, right? Next question tonight comes from Jesse Granger with The Athletic. Uh, first stone again. Um, it seems like two games in a row, the, the offense has looked totally different after that first goal. Um, what do you think it is about getting that first goal on the board that's really gotten you guys going? Um, I'm not sure. Um, it's hard to you know, kind of put into words. I thought uh, our transition got a lot better. Um, you know, we, we were kind of slow, sluggish in, in the first period. Uh, we got a big, big penalty kill uh, actually uh, in the first period that they kept it at two. Uh, I thought we gained a little bit of momentum in that going into the break. Um, and once we started transitioning the puck, once we started moving our feet, um, cycling, forechecking. Um, uh, but, but you're right. I mean, make the game two to one. Um, it gets us momentum. Uh, I think it, uh, it rejuvenated us. Kind of got the bench going a bit, um, and, and we were ready to push uh, the rest of the way uh, after that. Go to Ben Goats from the Las Vegas Review Journal. For Mark Andre, on that goal that was challenged, just how much different of a feeling is it when you guys are only down two nothing opposed to three nothing? Uh, this was big, you know. It was a great call by our video coach Dave. Um, thanks, Dave. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, it's but when you get down by two, you always, you know, it's you can get back in the game pretty quickly, right? You get that first goal and it's two one, and there was still a lot of time to be playing that game, right? So um, I, I thought that was a huge, huge call by our, by our coaches, and um, you know, like Rick Stoney talked about after that, in the second, third, I thought we took over and, and played so well. Go to Willie Ramirez from the Associated Press. Mark Andre, you've obviously seen your share of uh, playoff series. When you have home ice and you split the first two, can you just talk about how pivotal it is to get game three? Obviously, you want to split when you go to the other city, but 
pivotal it's got to be uh you know the importance of, of getting game three getting the win there you lose tonight now you're facing a you know going down three one in game four how important is it and was that maybe part of the talk uh on the trip and pre-game as far as making sure this this game was probably maybe the most important one to be honest it wasn't uh i think we always look at it one game at a time and it doesn't matter if you win you know, if you split at Omanad, if you lose to, to me, I feel like it's just go win the next one, you know, and you win, you lose, put it behind, win the next one. You know, it doesn't matter if it's 2-1, 3-1, 0 in the series. It's always going to be able to have a short memory, put it behind and, and get moving to the next game and try to win that one. And, um, and obviously, it's it's nice to have the lead here in, in this building, right? Um, we haven't had the most success here, but... Um, yeah, like I said, I don't think it's something we think too much about. It's always about just winning that one game and see what happens after. Next question tonight comes from David Shane, Las Vegas Review General. Hi, Mark Andre. Uh, after the first period, they had nine shots on goal. Just from your perspective, what did you see from your guys' defense and what tightened up? What was the difference? Uh, I, I think, like Stoney said, I thought we, we moved our feet better. We. We had the pocket out. We, we didn't just chip it away. We didn't just react to uh, to what they brought, you know, the, the way they brought the game to us. So that we we d dictate the play a lot, and uh, and it paid off. You know, we put a lot of pucks in the net. We had guys crashing the net, and um, and we didn't give them, you know, much for the rest of the game. You know, so that was that was a strong, very strong defensive game. You know, for that second, and third that our guys did. Uh, the defensemen were awesome. They blocked a lot of shots and. Uh, we got out of the zone pretty quickly every time, so uh, all that together made us uh, successful. Time for a few more tonight with Mark Stone and Mark Andre Fleury. Next, we'll go to Ron Futrell, Channel Eight, Las Vegas. Yeah, this one's for Fleury. If you if you could describe a couple of saves that were made back to back, Petrangelo knocks the puck out of the net and it keeps it keeps it out, and you you make a behind the back save. It appeared to be a behind the back glove save. Those two saves in a hurry seem to change things. Uh, that was definitely nice by Petro, you know, to save my butt there. Um, I couldn't find the pocket and, you know, there was a mad scramble in front and I didn't know where it was. So it was a uh, good heads up play by him and diving back like that. Um, might have to owe him a, a beer or something. Uh, or Diet Coke, whatever. Um, but uh, I think the other one too, right? But I think the biggest play in, in this in all this was was Willie's uh, eye blocking shot. You know, that was an amazing shot, an amazing goal, and that gave us a two goal uh, cushion. You know, I thought it was huge. And um, like I said, we, we had the puck so much, and they have too much. And you know, those two quick plays at the end there could have, maybe could have been going. You know, but got a little bit uh, fortunate, and um, it was good to uh, keep keep him at two. Next, we'll go to Brian Salmon, Channel 3, Las Vegas. Uh, my question is for Mark Stone. Uh, Mark, I'm sure you've given uh, um, Flurry many compliments before, but if if Mark Andre isn't standing on his head like he has been this entire series, are you guys in any of these games um, if he isn't just playing as well as he's been playing? Uh, yeah, I, I think he's been giving us a chance to get our legs. I think that's the most important thing. Um, 
Now, game two, we weren't great. Again, just obviously game one, he stood in his head <clears throat> for the majority of it. Game two, um, it was the same thing. We hadn't had a good start. Um, we not really pushing the envelope, and, and he kept it, you know, one nothing. It could have could have been worse. And um, he's just allowed us to, um, you know, this obviously isn't what we want. We don't want to play. <laughs> we don't want to ease into games, but he's he's allowed us to, uh, to stay in hockey games. I, I don't think we've brought our full 60 minutes, but um, – even this, it's the same tonight. Um, the game could have been could have been over, you know, 25 minutes into the game. Game could be three, four, nothing. Um, but he allows us to, um, you know, to kind of back, kind of repay him and back him up. Uh, I think the last 35 minutes of the game, uh, we took over. Um, we dominated. Uh, did everything uh, really, really solid. Uh, and we, we don't have that opportunity uh, if he doesn't uh, keep us in there for the first 25. We'll take two more here. Next, we'll go to Chris Matthews, Channel 8, Las Vegas. This one also for Mark Stone. Can I ask you a little bit about, given the history of the series, given the two teams, given the start the uh, Knights had in this thing, and then to hold them to five shots on goal in the uh, second and four shots on goal in the third, uh, just how impressive – Overall, was this was was this effort in those final two periods? Yeah, I thought we just got more aggressive. Um, we were really passive in the first, kind of trying to, like I said, easing into the game. Um, then our defense did a great job transitioning the puck to us. Um, you know, they had great gaps. Um, they were making uh, great transition plays and kind of catching them. Uh, and we were putting pucks into good spots. Uh, you know, obviously the first goal was a great transition goal. Uh, the second goal. Um, it starts with the transition. We get a puck into the into the right spot. Um, you know, Will flies in there. We get a great forecheck. Put the, their D on their heels and get another one. Same thing on the third goal. Great transition. And we're moving the puck. And, and then on the same with the fourth. It's a transition goal. We're moving our on our feet, breaking the puck out well and and capitalizing. So um, it starts in the D zone. But when you're playing well offensively, uh, it very it makes it very easy. Uh, I guess, on your defense. Um, it allows them to stay fresh, move the puck, jump in the rush. Uh, so when you're transitioning and executing like that, uh, it's hard for teams to, to, to beat. So uh, we got to continue to try and do that. Last question tonight from Mark Stone and Mark andre Fleury comes from Lindsey Brown with CBS Sports Radio 1140. Hey, Mark andre goals and saves all add up the same, but you've robbed Fiala and Kaprasov point blank several times through the series, including a couple tonight. Is there an added value in those stops to your focus or maybe competitive confidence, especially when you're trying to keep the team in a game like this one tonight early until they establish theirs? Or is it just another save and another high-stakes playoff game for you? Um, I, I think, it's, I don't know, I just see it as another save. You know, I, I always think about making the next next stop, right? Just trying to keep the, keep the team in the game and doesn't matter who's shooting. I think everybody's good on the other team, right? You can everybody can score, and um, doesn't matter who's shooting. I just got to try and make that save and um, keep 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 the game going and keep the score close. And uh, always have a lot of faith in our team that we'll come back and win games. Guys, thanks for the time tonight. Was Mark Andre Fleury and Mark Stone addressing the media after? tonight's big win by the Golden Knights and you know it's interesting because you you hear Marc-Andre Fleury kind of going through the process of of battling in a game right like two goals early focusing in on just making that next save and I think that 
there's a lot to glean from that mentality from Marc-Andre Fleury and, and just trying to put goals behind you and focusing in on the next play. The next play is always going to be the play that, that you need to have if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, if you're a professional player. So, it, you know, you, you focus in on a lot. You, you try to figure out how to best impact the game. But for Marc-Andre Fleury, he's been doing it all career long. This is just a guy that in the big moments, at the right times, understands exactly what he needs to do. And sometimes it's just bearing down on that next opportunity, that next save, that next piece that needs to go in your favor. So, you know, I I look at this game and it's interesting because we, we try to boil it down to turning points. I think certainly the the challenge by Pete DeBoer. Vegas Golden Knights coaching staff has a a real strong spot in terms of how this game turned in favor for the Golden Knights. But Mark Stone, Marc-Andre Fleury, those two guys had a big hand in it as well. Let's head back to Minnesota as Pete DeBoer addresses the media after tonight's game. Hey, Pete, you put two guys in the lineup today that hadn't played in a long time. I'm just wondering, what uh, was there something in practice? What was it that made you uh, put those guys in and how happy were you with how they played? Uh, yeah, uh, well, real happy. Both guys I thought were, were excellent. We don't win without both those guys in the lineup tonight. And, uh, you know, we, we talked at the beginning of playoffs that uh, we wanted to stick to the formula we used all year, and that was to uh, not be afraid to rely on our depth. And, uh, you know, uh, I thought... Uh, we, we had some guys that were a little fatigued after the, the first two games. Uh, the, the stretch run of the playoffs took a, a lot out of some guys playing shorthanded lineup wise and, and the way the schedule rolled out. So, you know, I wasn't surprised. I saw some fatigue and, and we wanted to, to get some fresh legs in there uh, earlier in the ser- series than later. And, uh, you know, both guys were, were great. Next question tonight goes to David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. David. I mean, this is a very experienced playoff roster, playoff team that you have. Did you feel like that showed up in a game like this today to go down, uh, not panic, kind of just stay the course and do your thing, I guess? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think in my time here, I think this group's shown the ability to do that pretty consistently. Um, you know, it's not a formula that you want to uh, rely on every night because uh, this is a tough league and, and uh, if you get in a hole against uh, good teams like we're playing, uh, it's tough to crawl out. So, but, uh, you know, I think when I look back at the last 18 months with this group, we've, we've done it uh, before and, uh, and usually it's the same formula. It's usually no panic, regroup, stick with it, um, you know, and, and it's usually uh, everybody contributing. You know, we, we got into a real four four line rhythm in the second period and that really helped. Next question tonight comes from Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. Hey Justin. Hi Pete, maybe we make too much when it comes to BMO to have that last change at home, but it seemed like the Wild really got to have some of the matchups that they wanted in the first period. Do you think that had anything to do with the uh, slow start? No. Next we'll go to Ed Greeny, Las Vegas Review Journal. Yeah. Pete, um, Mark Stone kind of turned it as a little uh, little slap from you and to get them going between that first and second. People have said that maybe he had some words as other players. What did you want that message to be? And really, who did you want to deliver it in that moment? 
Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't call it a slap. You know, we just we just talked that uh, I, I really liked how uh, the group felt in the first period, despite the score and where we were at. I, I liked I liked uh, our energy and our legs. I liked how we were doing some of the things that we had talked about doing coming into the game. We just, you know, nothing went right. We didn't score, and and uh, and they found a way to score. You know, three. So. You know, I, I think uh, obviously uh, uh, Dave, our, our video guy, uh, with a big call on the offside goal—that's a game-changing, momentum-changing uh, call. Uh, you know, he doesn't get enough credit back there looking at those offsides and goalie interference, and he did a fantastic job uh, identifying that. And the, you know, that was the start of the momentum swing. And then we came in at the end of the first period, and, I, and the message was just. I, I liked how our group felt. Uh, the game was a long way from over. I really felt we could win if we if we gave ourselves a chance to win by by playing our game. And uh, you know, the guys took it from there. Next question comes from Stormy Bontoni from the Vegas Golden Knights. Stormy. Mark Stone's obviously a guy that puts a lot of pressure on himself, and having not produced the points these last couple games for him to not only start the scoring but to bookend it tonight. How impressed were you with him handling that? Yeah, I mean he's our leader, and uh, the, you know the right guys scored tonight. You know Stoney needed to to get a couple for us. Uh, you know he always brings effort and and the same thing, but I think just for his own uh, mental, you know pressure uh, and, and the pressure he puts on himself, uh, um, he needed to stick one in the net, and he stuck two in the net. Riley Smith scored again. He had been snake bit a lot of the year, and has really started to heat up late and and score it again tonight. So, um, you know, the, the right guys uh, are scoring for us uh, that we need to score. I'll go to Brian Blessing from the Vegas Hockey Hotline. Hey, Brian. Hey, Pete. Um, in a series that's featured such crazy momentum shifts in back-to-back games, you've not only protected a lead, you've built on it. It seems like the team remained aggressive and kept pushing. I mean, what's the mindset there to not sit back keep pushing you know without making mistakes and that's helped you close these two games out yeah exactly um you know i think i think our mindset uh even going back to the bubble last year was when we had the lead to the best defense is is to have the puck in the in the other team's end and uh, obviously you have to uh make sure you're you're not losing numbers and giving up rush the other way and and not over committing people to the offensive side but I think we we walk that line pretty well where we know how to defend uh with that aggressive uh, attitude time for a few more here with Pete tonight next we'll go to Chris Matthews channel 8 Las Vegas hey Chris hey Pete how are you I kind of followed up on what you just said right there that that uh, second and third period to put two solid periods together like that and they only had nine shots on goal in the final two periods. Just how impressive was that, that transition offense led into defense and, and doing all that the, the Knights did in those final two? Well, that, that's that's really the first appearance, uh, I would say, other than maybe period one of game one of, uh, of, of our identity as a team and how we want to play. You're not going to shoot teams like that on, a, on every night, but, you know, the, the way uh, – we got into the rhythm of the game and played our game and dictated, uh, you know, that's something that we want to do consistently here going forward in the playoffs. I'll go to Ben Goats of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Ben. 
Hey, Pete, you got two goals from the Carlson line tonight. They also had one last game. Just what have you thought of their performance these last two games? Well, like I said, the, the, the right guys are scoring. If you're going to win in the playoffs, you need depth scoring. Huge goal from Brownie tonight at the right time in the fourth line. Um, but, but your big guys have to, have to uh, you know, uh, pitch in nightly. And, uh, you know, we've been getting that uh, from those guys. Marshy with a huge goal the other night. Smitty with a couple tonight. Uh, Carly with one. So, uh, you know, like I said, the, the right guys are getting on the board. And, and goal scoring is usually a confidence thing. So it's nice that, that those guys are feeling it. We'll take two final questions tonight. Next one goes to John Treach, Channel 8 Las Vegas. Hey, John. Hey, Coach. How difficult but necessary is it to follow disappointing, sometimes chaotic play with uh, organized and inspired play like your team did today. Yeah, again, I you know I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't call our first period chaotic. We gave up seven shots. I know I know we gave up three goals with the disallowed goal, but you know I, I really thought it was more of a case of uh, of them everything going right for them um, than than us being you know in chaos. So. You know, I, I think uh, we, we tweaked some things, kind of reset in the second and third. But you know, we didn't we didn't change a lot dramatically. We just got back to our game. Last question tonight goes to Danny Webster of NHL.com. Hey, Danny. Hey, Pete. You touched on it earlier, but specifically on Patrick Brown, it seems like every time you get him into the lineup, he has either a big goal or he makes a big play. Just what is it about him that makes him so effective when he gets on that line, and just the fact that he's always ready when he's called upon? Yeah. Well, you know, you can't say enough about him. Um, he 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 pulled a hamstring, tore a hamstring. You know, seven eight weeks ago, hasn't played a game since. And, and we throw him in the game three of the playoffs and he gives us the kind of minutes he gives, uh, gives us tonight in the big goal. He just, uh, he uses character and intangibles and, uh, you know, just a, a great teammate, great guy to have around, great, great guy to have uh, in our group. Thanks, Pete. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media in tonight's post-game interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance post-game show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. It's AAA Insurance post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild. 5-2, to two, and it did not start well for the Golden Knights as Minnesota would score the first two goals of the game. Out in front, they score! A set play off the draw. Ryan Hartman buries it inside the right post. Minnesota strikes first in game three. Two minutes and 16 seconds in. Right point, Dumba shoots, not down, rebound, score! Joel Erickson Eck, his second goal of the playoffs. 2-0 Wild with 11.30 to go first period. Ryan Hartman and Joel Eriksson-Eck put the Wild up 2 to nothing, and Joel Eriksson-Eck appeared to score 
a second goal of the game. However, Pete DeBoer would challenge four offsides. It was successful, and that was our AAA insurance save of the game. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. So the Golden Knights go to the second period, trailing 2 to nothing, and they needed a spark and got it in their captain, Mark Stone. McNabb ahead on the left wing, Stevenson to the middle, Stone scores! Chandler Stevenson from the left wall, put it in front, and there's the captain, Mark Stone, from between the circles, rips it by the goaltender Cam Talbot, and all of a sudden, Gary, it's a one-goal game. That's Stone from Stevenson to McNabb at 8.39 of the second period to make it 2-1 Minnesota. Later in the period, Patrick Brown, in his first game of the series, would draw Vegas even. Cross-ice pass, Reeves finds Holden, banks it off the boards, out in front, and they score! Holden banked it off the boards, and off the goal line, Patrick Brown was there! Holden does this on purpose, Dan. That's Patrick Brown from Nick Holden and Will Carey, a 15-19 in the second period, to tie the game at two, and then just two minutes later, Riley Smith would put Vegas ahead. White Cloud with the puck, got it ahead for Smith, to the point, Holden cuts in, he shoots, knocked down a shot, Smith, they score! Vegas takes the lead! Nick Holden put it towards the net, it rattled around, and somehow it got by Talbot. It's Riley Smith from Nick Holden and William Carlson at 17.30 of the second period to give Vegas a 3-2 lead. We'd head to the third period. The Golden Knights would spend the majority of the period clamping things down until William Carlson would capitalize on a wild mistake. Put it out to the line. Carlson tips it ahead. Two on one with Marcia So. Carlson closes in, shoots and scores. William Carlson, 4-2 Golden Knights. That's William Carlson from Riley Smith and Marc-Andre Fleury, 17-36 of the third period to make it 4-2 Vegas. Cam Talbot would be pulled for the extra attacker, and Mark Stone would ice the game. Tipped it down low. Here's a feed to the middle on a backhand from Zuccarello. Cleared down and in! It's an empty net goal, and Vegas leads 5-2 with a minute to play. Sent all the way down by the captain, Mark Stone. That's Mark Stone, his second of the night, unassisted an empty net goal at 19.01 of the third period to make it 5-2 Vegas, and all that was left was the final call. Picked up by Vegas, cleared out with five seconds to go. It tumbles and rolls on its end. There will be no icing. This game is over. Vegas puts up a five spot after trailing 2-0, and Vegas takes a 2-1 series lead against the Minnesota Wild. And there you have it, the Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-2, to two, a two-games-to-one series lead. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. We're wrapping it up here on the AAA Insurance postgame show, 5-2. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. And Minnesota Wild all over the Golden Knights in the first period. Get a 2-0 lead, and then Mark Stone finds a way to spark his team, you get depth contributions, and the Golden Knights really, really took charge in this game. The shots through the final 40 minutes in this game, 36-9 to Vegas. Like, 
that's the identity of this team. Pete DeBoer talked about it postgame. That is what you want to see from the Golden Knights moving forward. Game four will be Saturday, 5 p.m. Pre-game show goes at 4 p.m. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance postgame show. Extended postgame show is next right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, live from Aliante Casino, just outside the salted lime. Delicious food. Check it out. Uh, listen, what a weird game that was. What a strange night this has been. Like, honestly, from Florida coming back and beating Tampa 6-5 to in overtime, a game that I had no doubt about, obviously. Uh, but listen, this one here, like, for the Golden Knights to be down 2 to nothing after the first period, this is what I'm going to ask all the callers tonight. Who saw this final coming? And be honest with me. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing? Well, let's start by everyone raised their hands when the third goal went in and, and we were thought we were down three to nothing and that we would end up winning five to two. Do I see any show of hands? That's I, I, I don't think so. I doubt it. <laughs> Can you tell me the na- the last name of the first star of the game uh, who buzzed down to the bench? Dave something? I'm sorry, say that again? He, he should be the first star of the game. Uh, Coach DeBoer said he was Dave, what's his last name, that buzzed down to the bench that had the replay, that, that had the offside call. The, yeah, it's, it, their, it's their video coach, Dave. That's, that's what I've got for you right now, Mike. Okay, he's, he's the first star of the game. And can you tell me if the move that Andre, that Marc-Andre Fleury made when he put the glove behind his back, was that intentional? I would imagine so, right? Like he's trying to make a save in that situation. But I've never seen a goalie put the glove behind the back when they're standing in the in the crease. Yeah, I mean, Andre Vasilevsky's done it a couple of times. In fact, Marc-Andre Fleury did it uh, in game number one in which uh, he didn't get the puck with the glove. He got it with the blocker on Kirill Kaprizov. But, you know, sometimes goaltenders will do that in those desperation saves. Great move. Great move. It was a game. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Thank you for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. And, again, it's it's a weird game. It's a strange game. It's it's one of those games where, you know, you're not really sure what you're going to get from the Golden Knights after that first period of play. The Wild completely dominated play. And Pete DeBoer, in, in his postgame press conference, did talk about the fact that it, it's just it's just seven shots on goal that they allowed, and that's that's true. But Minnesota outplayed Vegas, and I'm glad to see the Golden Knights respond in the second period. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Sal, did you see this coming? Uh, I didn't see 
us winning in the way that it happened, but a win's a win, especially in the playoffs. I, I almost forgot what a two-on-one looked like until until <laughs> the second half of tonight because it's been a while since we controlled the game with transition and odd man rushes. Do you agree that that was the first time or really maybe the second time outside of game one, period one, that the Golden Knights' identity showed up? Yeah, the, the speed, the transition, those are things that, I, that we really lacked in game two and game one um, after the first period. So seeing that come on strong the way it did late in the in the, today's game, as, you know, second half of the second period and third period, really refreshing and hopefully that can continue. Yeah, the main point, I, I really want to applaud Nick Holden. What a two-way game that he showed yeah. and the IQ that he showed with the way he placed some of those uh, pucks and the experience he has with over 40 games in the playoffs. Um, that's something that Nick Cade can really learn from. Um, I hope Nick Holden stays in the lineup for game four. I mean, just because th- this performance really was a huge impact, and I, I was so impressed by uh, maybe his most important game as a, as a Golden Knight. Yeah, thank you for the call, Sal. I, I agree. I thought Nick Holden was really good, made the right plays on both sides of the puck. That's what you needed when you bring him into the lineup. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's bring in James. James, how you doing? Good, Ryan. Good to hear from you. Hey, I called in on Tuesday, and I sort of called out Stone in a little way, and I uh, just want to call in and back and need some crow. He responded in a big <laughs> way like a captain should. I want to get that out of the way. Uh, I thought I didn't see the, the comeback coming uh, either, but I did think that we were in a good, much better spot, you know, being 2-0, you know, just cut it, cut it, cut it to half after, you know, getting one goal on that. Um, a couple of things I want to jump on with what the last caller said and sing the praises of uh, Zach Whitecloud. I mean, I think people were worried when we gave up Brandstrom, but this guy's stepping up in a big way. I'm always just confident when he has the puck. He, he never seems to make too many blunders, and makes great, smart decisions. So I want to sing his praises. And one last thing, yep. I think we should call Riley Smith the mechanic, the way this guy gets greasy goals. I mean, <laughs> his last uh, hat trick was one of the greasiest ones in history. Got to be. And tonight he had another dusty one. So I love it. i love to see it. You know what, James? That's a fantastic point. Thank you for the call. Riley Smith the mechanic. I, I will endorse that nickname 100%. We're back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-2. to two. I'm live out at Aliante Casino outside the Salted Lime. Dan Rogowski is the name you were looking for, Mike. Dan Rogowski, the video coach. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Derek. Deal with no green, please. Derek, how you doing? All right, yourself? Hello? Yep, Derek, how you doing? Not too bad. Hey, uh, you know what? It really seemed like tonight with the guys playing, uh, Mike Tyson said it best, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yep. And this team really seems to come out and respond really well to once they get scored on. And I'm just kind of curious as to your opinion as to how that formula plays out in the playoffs i mean they have a really great offense they seem to go into droughts when it comes to scoring but how well can they really seem to do 
with this type of formula as far as their offense kind of being, you know, stagnant until they get scored on. You know, Derek, thank you for the call. It's an interesting question, and it's uh, it's the, the best way that I can answer it is this. This isn't the formula. Like the Golden Knights, this is not how they want to play. They, they don't want to have uh, periods, especially to start a game, in which they don't have their game. Now, I, I think there may be some extenuating circumstances as to why Vegas didn't really have it in the first period. But the fact of the matter is, it's a talented team that can turn it on when they need to, and they benefit tonight from the ability to turn it on, the ability to rely on their offense and their depth, and they ride it to a 2-1 win. Though your question, is this a formula? No, it's not. It's it's They've got to be better at the start of games over the next few games to, to close this series out for sure. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, I mean, I'm fantastic. You know, after walking all day today in the wind, I didn't think there could be anything crazier than that, (laughs) but uh, obviously I should have known better. Uh, I I think it says a lot, really, that after just probably one of the worst first periods I can remember, they came back and scored five unanswered goals. Like, that was that was huge. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they can't score at XL Energy. They score five. They they can't win a game in regulation. They they do. And uh, in, I, th- I think that a lot of questions about this team were answered tonight in this win. Oh, yeah, for sure. I You know, it, it's I, I like the way that it's ramped up. We went from zero goals to three goals to five goals. I hope it keeps going up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, Stephanie. Stephanie's calling for seven goals. In game four. That's that's where she's going. I, I like her mindset there. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more extended post-game show of Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Been a post-game show. Fox Sports Las Vegas five to two. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild. Complete the comeback. Take a two to one series lead. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Rita, how you doing? I am fine. How are you, honey? I'm fantastic. Did you uh, did you see that coming after the first period? I gotta admit, after that third goal, I was just sitting there hoping, going, "We've come back. We've come back." When that got called back. I said, oh, hell no, we're good. <laughs> you know, I, I but, love that. I love that. But I do have, I mean, I was somewhat irritated when I believe it was Dumba posted or at least said in an interview that when they got back to Minnesota, everybody would see a different beast. I just didn't know he meant Barney the Purple Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, you know, That's it's interesting. That's my take from the night. Awesome, Rita. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I think this was a a big wake-up call for the Golden Knights in the first period. They responded with two of their best periods in this series. And if you can just get that blueprint going from the beginning of the puck uh, puck drop in Game 4, the Golden Knights have proven that they can shut down the Minnesota Wild and they can do it in convincing fashion. We're going to take a break, wrap it up next. Extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights down two to nothing for a minute, three to nothing. Though the work of Dave Rogowski, as Mike requested, video coach, offside, goal comes back, and the Golden Knights head to the second period down just two. Mark Stone scores, and from that point forward, the Golden Knights clamped things down through the final 40 minutes in this game. Shots were 36-9 to Vegas. Nine shots through 40 minutes for the Minnesota Wild. That right there is the blueprint for the Golden Knights. You take away the neutral zone. You do not allow the, Gold, the, the Minnesota Wild to, to set up shop in the offensive zone. You clear them out of the front of the net. And then you go to work down low. You go to work in transition. And the Golden Knights did a great job in transition. They did a lot, a great job in front of the net for two periods, and that was enough tonight. Golden Knights, a 2-1 to one series lead. Game four will be on Saturday. 5 p.m. puck drop, 4 p.m. pregame show. Thanks to Jeff Rubino putting in all the work down here to get us connected. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners, for calling in after this thrilling victory. We will be back with you on Saturday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.